The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hi guys, welcome back. Now, I was just thinking about this before I press record. I'm always saying that I'm excited to talk to all these people that come on the podcast, and I truly am. But with Carolia, I was... I came across Carolia for a recommendation since being in New Zealand and I started to follow you and I was starting to look at your page and I just was really, really, really drawn to your energy and just drawn to your message and what you do for the world. And with being new in New Zealand, I was looking for that tribe, Mm. looking for the spiritual people here. So to be able to have you on the podcast today is an absolute honor. So hi, Carolia. Uh, Carolia is a, she has podcast herself, which conversations with Carolia. You can go and check that out. She is an author, a teacher, and a mentor. So I'm excited to get her wealth of knowledge on here today. So hi. Mm, Hi. Thanks so much for inviting me to come and talk about all the things. I know. I'm just excited to see where this conversation goes, because as I mentioned earlier, there's you've a wealth of knowledge. So that's why like I love how these conversations just flow down different paths. But one thing I definitely want to ask you is, how did you get into all this? Like, where did the journey begin? <laughs> um, I The journey really began when I was born, I'd say. And if past lives are a thing, who knows? They may or may not be before then. Um, I think some of the key markers along the way, when I was, I was living in Auckland in my early, I think it was 20, and um, a guy that I was flating with and then later began to see, he took me to a yoga class. It was like 1995. And his friend, his male friend, which is kind of curious, was teaching a yoga class, an Iyengar class um, on Barry's Point Road. And I was incredibly inflexible. I'd had a back operation like four years prior. I couldn't barely touch my toes. And I just remember Iyengar yoga, of course, uses props. And it would literally take, there was two teachers in the room and I felt like it would take them two or three minutes to prop me into the posture and then it'll be time to get out of the posture. Um, So I remember that, but I also remember just having this real knowingness that yoga was going to be so important to myself and my life. Um, And that's kind of, yeah, so that was a key moment. And then the other key moment, probably the same year, was I read the Celestine Prophecy. Oh, brilliant. And I think, brilliant. yeah, I think it had just come out because it was like 1995. And that just blew. I was like, oh my God, you can see auras on trees. And I'm staring at the trees. And I'm trying to see the auras and I'm doing all the things. But it opened up like curiosity and potential pathways. So those two things, I think, really got me going on it all. Yeah. I I was the same. I read the Celestine Prophecy and then I watched the movie. And the movie, obviously, the movie wasn't as good as the book, but it really got me thinking about 
auras and and energy and how you are like transferring energy all the time and you can pick up on people's energy like I say to everyone if someone walks into a room you can literally tell what mood they're in because that Mm. is you know that is picking up on energy and we all have that energy and one thing I definitely want to talk about on the episode is a kundalini awakening now I've Mm. heard it before and I never really dived into it I just knew it was to do with yoga and I don't, I wouldn't say I've had a Kundalini awakening from what I, from the little I do know, but if, if I had to describe it in how I would describe it is it's very similar to a quantum shift for me. Cause I, I've had a quantum shift and it's, you know, it's again, how Wayne Dyer would describe it is it's just one day you just have a moment where it's like everything just changes and everything's just, you know, your life's never the same. The sky looks bluer, the grass is greener you just start to see the world differently. But with a Kundalini awakening, is that something that you would have with a regular yoga practice or is it something that's completely different? Mm, great questions. Um, I think the first thing to understand is that the word Kundalini, is a, it comes from the tantric traditions. It's first mentioned in the tantric texts around 700 CE. Um, and it's one of those words, particularly Kundalini awakening, that has become a signifier for so much in that when people are using the word, they're pointing at such a wide range of things that have happened. So there is, you know, what Kundalini is from a technical tantric perspective and what it means, but then there's the common usage in the day-to-day spiritual world as such. And so one way to look at Kundalini awakening is that it's when something inside of us wakes up and we just begin to sense that there is so much more to the world to the material than we thought there was and the way that looks and feels will be different for everybody Um, it can be accompanied with all kinds of weird bodily sensations and spontaneous movements and spontaneous noises Um, it can be really scary like it like the the range of what can happen for people is enormous Um, So it is something, it's a term that originated within the tantric traditions within the yogic world. Um, But like I had Kundalini Awakening happen for me when I was um, in Hawaii in 2000 and I was receiving past life regression sessions with a healer. And that was when my body began to spontaneously move. And after that session, I walked out of the session and it was like, felt like I was on really good, clean MDMA. It was just like, my heart was like completely open and I was one with everything and the colors and da, 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 da. Um, And then after that, I began to feel this energy and my lower spine would sort of rise up and then it would hit like what felt like a little ear pocket and would kind of pop and would drop back down. Um, And so I was aware of that movement, but that was about all that happened in the first sort of four years. Um, I was regularly doing yoga. I was also still doing quite a lot of recreational drug use, including consciousness expanding drugs like LSD and mushrooms and cannabis, along with ecstasy and cocaine and alcohol. Um, And then I got into quite a challenging emotional relationship. I fell in love, fell madly in love with this beautiful, beautiful man. And all of my shit started to come up, All all my patterns, all my insecurities, it was just a shit show, basically. And that, I then went, we went to a festival together and all the stuff happened simultaneously. And I went into this huge expansion in my perceptual awareness. So time kind of collapsed in. Um, to give you a concrete example, there was one moment where I was walking through the forest with my fiance and my best friend. 
And all of a sudden I had this knowingness that they would end up in a relationship together. And I knew, I just knew it. And I'm like, this is my fiance. This is my best friend. And I couldn't like, what, what, you know, yeah. couldn't process that. And it was just so intense because I was perceiving beyond what I would ordinarily be perceiving. And I reckon if the dog barks, we just let the dog bark. I know. It's it has her dogs it's there. Still, it's still windy. It's like the wind's not stopped. Yeah. I think it's, it's, you can hear rattles. I'm like, okay. But they're, all, they're in all my videos anyway because I'm on YouTube. I'm like, oh, here's my dog. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Um, so anyway, that that particular awakening, it, it went so big. My perception, I, I wasn't grounded. I couldn't contain it. I had so much psychological shit going on. I ended up in the psych ward, which yeah. is quite, you know, fairly common for people that have kundalini awakenings particularly when so historically before that would sort of happen in the system you would do a lot of yogic practice to cleanse the system right so you deal with all of your shit you dissolve all the karmic tensions i hadn't done enough of that and i had so much unprocessed unresolved childhood trauma etc and i my psyche was quite split internally i didn't know that um, so it really impacted me on a mental, emotional, you know, psyche level. And it took me a long time to heal and recover. Um, so that was kind of like my experience of Kundalini awakening. And now I work with a lot of people that are going through it and they're like, what the, what's happening to me? I don't understand what's <laughs> yeah. going on. And there can be so many, such a wide range of symptoms as well. And yeah, so much I could say on that, but I'll hand back to you to... Well, I was just going to say it's amazing how you explain it because I think when people come to see me for like hypnosis, past life regression, whatever it is they they come for, they think like a spiritual awakening is like, oh my God, this is all like great and happy, but actually it comes with all the shit and the stuff comes up. And it's the one that the main thing I teach is self-awareness because to be self-aware, it's your biggest, biggest tool because you can go, oh, this shit's coming up because of X, Y, Z. And I can then link it to this and link it to when my dad did this or my mum did that or my sibling did this. And, you know, one of my greatest teachers, you know, teaches trauma and breath work and he's back in the UK. Mm -hmm. And he said, you don't ever fully release trauma. You don't release it. It just shifts and moves in your body because we're in this survival state mostly all the time because of how how we're meant to live we're meant to survive our organisms are telling us to survive 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 so when we feel threatened when we feel like we're gonna for example get in an argument with a loved one you know that can feel like you're to your body response you're gonna die you're in a life-threatening situation so with kundalini awakenings with spiritual awakenings with whatever it is you're going through like this is for anyone listening you, it's going to be amazing. You're going to be like, this is just incredible. How can I get more awake than this? I always think that, how can I become more awake and how can I know more? And you do, but also to remember with everything, the duality of the light and the dark, it's all one, you know, it's all going to be together. You're going to be going through massive shifts, massive awakenings, massive healing. And you'll agree with this, Carol Lear, is that you have to have a very safe, loving space around you. Because I, when I went through my awakening partly when I was starting to awake when about seven eight years ago I was in a bit of a toxic relationship and my partner at the time didn't support it so I suppressed it and I didn't feel like I could be myself yeah, and that was yeah, with friends yeah, too I lost yeah. a lot of friends that thought I was wacky thought I was woo-woo thought I was a bit crazy but ultimately it, I'm I feel free I feel yeah, free yeah. to just learn share you know experience you know 
especially when you mentioned as soon as you said kundalini and the tantric goes back to like 700 ce is like anything to do with ancient stuff i'm like oh, yes tell me mm. more because you know all that they knew so much and they've passed it on to us and we are starting to remember that now you know i'm very much into the Tao de ching and the the messages in the Tao. you know it's in, just incredible some of the messages mm. that you, you now look into so leading on from kundalini awakenings I'm so, so happy you shared that because that's, you know, a lot of vulnerability that you had in your journey. And that's what mm. this is about, isn't it? These conversations, I've noticed a lot of women and men are having more open, authentic conversations because we need to, we need to have them. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the human experience is universal. How we feel on the inside when we lose a loved one, when someone breaks up with us, when our child gets, it's a universal experience. We all feel the shit. And I mean, I would I would not disagree with with what your teacher said in the UK about the trauma is always there, but I would frame it from the perspective that what I've noticed in my journey is that the more that I'm able to be fully present with whatever trauma response might be arising, if I'm aware of it, uh, we talk about in the tantric traditions of devouring, digesting, and dissolving. So that awareness of it, it's like embracing it, it's devouring it, which allows us to really feel it, to know what it is to digest it and over time it begins to dissolve and yep. what that means on a practical level is that incidences that might have triggered a particular trauma response over time the same circumstances will no longer trigger that trauma response because it has been completely dissolved from the inside um but it does it does take time and the willingness yeah, and the right tools the right to practices say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that's exactly it. People think, you know, going to a meditation class or a breathwork session, you're going to release something like that. You know, there's times when you feel like you do, like when I do breathwork session, especially, especially something really deep, I feel like I've just had a chemical like boom in my body. And it, but I just, from that perspective, listening to him, you know, he did say about releasing trauma. He said, it's not like you go into a, you know, a session and you come out healed. It's, yeah. I love what you said about dissolving it because it is about, it, you're just watching it dissolve and dissolve you know some things that used to really really trigger me now I go oh yeah okay like last week I, I gave an example obviously I'm new in New Zealand so there is that little bit mm -hmm. of a oh I'm the newbie and like you know you Welcome. that comes up as new school you know you, when you're a kid you start a new school you need to make new friends you need to fit in and all this kind of stuff and I've just allowed myself to to fully just flow with with life here because I felt really settled now. I've been here about nine months. And obviously the, the story, my listeners all know about my story with my, with my husband now. But I think being here, there's still that little bit of a, oh, I'm still the newbie and I'm, I'm from yeah. UK. I'm not a Kiwi. I'm, you know, I still feel that little bit of a little bit of like an outsider. I was taking yeah. my dogs for a walk last week and it's isn't it weird you you know something's going to happen but you don't you don't and then when it does you think I just thought about this before it even happened I pulled up at a car park to take my dogs for a walk and the car park's very small it can fit about eight cars on there and I have a big Pajero a big four by four so I got there and someone had parked really rubbishly and I was like okay whatever you know not no judgment whatever do what they do and I just parked as, as best I could next to them after my walk there was a lovely note left on my car and it was you know if you really cared about people, blah, 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 blah. And I could feel it. I sat with it though. I sat mm. with this piece of paper in my car. I'm not going to drive yet. I'm just going to sit here and look at the words and just, just, just Ooh. for a minute. 
and I yeah, did that's and a I devouring feel, that's the devouring yeah yeah and I could feel like I could feel this voice going how dare she and I was going nope no 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 and I just thought you know what let let me just let me just get this this statement out let me just get let me listen to this person in me that wants to say something so I I I listened and I allowed the how dare she do this did she even know I was packed that way and then I said to myself does that make you feel better and I was like nah and I just I just I got home and I just ripped it up and I was like that took so much because I really wanted to tell my mum and dad are here from the UK. I wanted to come home and just tell them and be like, do you know what someone just did? And I just thought, yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. And you know what I did when I ripped the piece of paper up, I just sat for a couple of minutes and I just sent that person love. And I just thought she might be, she or he might've been having a really crappy day. Me parking there probably made it hard for her to park or whatever this, whatever the situation is, we never know. We, we never Mm -hmm. know. And that's mm-hmm. the key. We never know. So mm-hmm. it made me feel just calmer. And, and, and I was really, really proud of myself. Yeah, I love that. Like to me, that's applied spirituality. You yeah. know, you took the time to notice and be with all the things that came up and gave space for it. And you met, that's the devouring and the digestion. And, yeah. and then you felt the compassion naturally arise. That's so epic and beautiful. I love the yeah. word devour because it, it reminds yeah. me of like, like chopping away at something like I feel like when you say devour it's like I'm chopping to get to the you know to the core of it so when you when you mentioned it before about devour and dissolve I was like dissolve just just the the image you have like the image is just amazing because you can literally do that like especially when I was trained in NLP it was about putting the situation and making it really small you know because it can Mm. everything's here isn't it when you're going through a trigger and something's really really you know hurtful or sad or whatever it is it's here in your face and you can't get out your face but if you can just sit with it and move it away to the horizon it just oh the difference in your body it's completely so you know those little things are dissolving it for me is dissolving it just to a little tiny little thing on the horizon yeah and I just I'm going to remember that now so thank you for that I'm going to remember about yeah 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 it's as subtle as it as a teaching like to devour and digest and dissolve has quite a different felt sense to let go or release because like yeah. let go of that anxiety or let go of this and to me that feels like a subtle rejection of the thing it's like we don't want yeah. that yeah. whereas when we devour, you know, devour mm-hmm. the anxiety let yourself really deeply deeply feel it fully and embrace it and love it and digest it, it there's a whole sense of welcoming whatever is happening welcoming whatever is present and in that there's there's like a fundamental kind of implication that I am capable of fully feeling this I'm yeah. capable of holding this I'm capable of meeting this mm-hmm. um yeah so that's the orientation from a tantric perspective because ultimately from a tantric perspective there isn't anything outside of us so if we're releasing something, it's like, well, where and where yeah, does it yeah. go? Yeah. Who are you? Like if that anxiety is now floating around in the ether, what for the next person to walk into? And now yeah. they feel anxious, you see? So it's like, no, take responsibility and just devour, digest and dissolve. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. You said let go. Like there's a the big emphasis at the moment is about let go and just release it and you'll be fine. And it it is, it's it is about yeah, you move, you're moving through trauma, not around it. You're not cutting in shortcuts, mm-hmm. you know, and a, a lot of people don't want to do the the deep work and it, 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 it's hard. It's hard. Like I, 
I was away from my husband for now husband for 18 months physically, you know, that in itself Mm. was the biggest, biggest, biggest challenge, especially when it came to trust, to my insecurities, to everything, to doubt, Mm. to everything came up. It was a very, very dark time since you know spiritually because we would have great days together you know on zoom especially with the time difference he was here I was in the UK but to go through what we did and one thing Chris and I really learned because he's very spiritual as well which makes it a lot easier especially in in a conscious relationship is the communication of I feel triggered today and him asking me what I need you know especially when it comes we're moving more into tantra now especially you know because like sex is great and we love it and we're so we're sexual people but the tantra side of things you know connecting in different ways and you know being with each other and meditating together and you know all that kind of stuff and we're making more time for it now because I feel I feel like I need it now like it's how can I explain it is 18 months away from your partner I'm like I want physical, I want physical uh-huh. for a good, good long period of time. Yeah. And it's been amazing. And we've just got married, but now it's like my soul's going, okay, you know, you got it. You got it. Now you're moving into more deeper, deeper connection, which, you know, we're mm. both getting there. We're both really, we're actually, whether you agree with this term, uh, we're actually twin flames. So there's that element of we were triggering each other in such a powerful way. We were literally going through the same stuff. It, we're like the same person it's just it's so bizarre it's weird but it's just that's another podcast from the day but it really was a huge huge awakening for us both in them 18 months Mm -hmm. so I am I am excited to ask you about Tantra as well because I am new to that Mm. too I've heard about it I've read things about it Chris actually got me because Chris is a teacher he actually got me to write a little article on on Tantra when I was in the UK we just gave each other little assignments to do which was quite fun and I just kind of Googled and I watched videos and I just wrote up this little essay and I sent it to him and he was like, oh my God, that's great. And I just remember reading about it and I remember just, there's there's the physical, which we all love physical. We've got all these physical things that pleasure us and it's great. But when it comes to tantra, that also for me is a, phys- is, is a pleasure, isn't it? It's not all about the, it, how I felt with Chris was, the physical is great, but because I was without it for 18 months, there's a lot coming up in that for me. I'm doing a lot of reflection at the moment, like 18 months without your physical partner and only just yourself for pleasure. It came, A lot of it came, it's coming up the last few weeks of, wow, 18 months of celibacy of just, you know, with a, with a, with a partner. Mm. So moving into Tantra, I feel like that's honoring the 18 months apart. Like, I feel like there's something around that, if that makes sense. Mm. Okay, there's so much to unpack there. So I think one thing to start with is to just acknowledge that there's there's neo tantra and then there's traditional tantra. Okay. And there definitely there is some overlap. So neo tantra started about 1906 in San Francisco and it's focused on sexuality. Okay. Right? So a lot of what people call tantra in the western world is actually neo tantra. Traditional tantra has been around for in India thousands of years. Uh, the texts begin around 500 CE and there are hundreds, thousands of texts. The word tantra, one of the meanings of the word is text itself. Um, and it's a path to awakening and liberation that includes all aspects of the human experience. So in the sutras, and Christopher Wallace is my source for this information, I study with him. 
So he talks about how something like 2%, maybe 3% of sutras reference sexual practices, for example. And most tantras have nothing in there at all about sex. Um, but because tantra is an all-inclusive thing, there were a few sexual rituals that were done in some of the lineages. But those sexual rituals had nothing to do with pleasure, nothing to do with um, pleasing your partner or having better sex or better orgasms or better intimacy. Those rituals were about using sexuality to dissolve conditioning and to realize the self as the one shiver, right? So Thanks now that doesn't, that, I didn't know about the two different ones. So they say that's why I do these yeah. podcasts because I learn every day. Totally, right? And so that's the first thing to recognize is, yeah, traditional tantra and, and neo tantra. Now, neo tantra is immensely valuable and has a lot to offer the human condition, particularly around sexuality. And it does include like some of the stuff around awakening, liberation, self realization, et cetera. But the emphasis is very much on sexuality and the pleasure yeah. of the sexual human, et cetera which is quite different, you know, if you read, like this is one of the tantric texts. This is the Recognition Sutras. Um, oh, wow. It's a translation okay. by Christopher Wallace. 20 sutras. And they basically outline the nature of the spiritual path, the nature of reality, the nature of the self. And so, you know, I absolutely adore and love this text. I'm just going to read you. Yeah, two, yeah. I was two, like, two, two little sutras. Could you read one? <laughs> yeah. So this is Sutra 1 and then Sutra 2. Sutra 1. Awareness, free and independent, is the cause of the performance of everything. Mm. And so what that's pointing to is that everything is contained and permeated by awareness. There is nothing in this world. There is nothing in this universe that is outside of awareness. So that's, see how it's describing the nature of reality. Sutra 2, through her own will, awareness unfolds the universe on the canvas that is herself and so there's a sense of like the universe all of manifest yeah. reality arises out of the movement of awareness which is the goddess you see yeah. and i mean oh, i just love that text yeah, so the light freaking just beautiful all- like those little statements and phrases it's like oh. when you read rumi and you read the Tao. it's like you sit with it and you just think it speaks just directly to your soul, but you can feel like you, you, your human brain trying to decipher it. And you don't actually need to. You just read the words yeah. and it just, it makes you feel a certain way. Like it just did then. It gave me like, oh, when you read those two. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. So that so that's the the major thing to realize about Tantra is that there's Neo-Tantra and then there's traditional Tantra. Um, what else do you want to know? <laughs> I'm like, no, like, I feel like it's like, I'm the student here. It's great. I love it. Well, I think, so let, let's just let's get naked here now right as in authenticity okay right yes I like getting naked like that <laughs> I I it's funny all the listeners will be like let's watch YouTube did they get naked no we didn't get naked like clothing <laughs> we just <laughs> I so with Chris and I there's that I feel like we're in that routine now of we live together he has two stepchildren, which I love dearly. We have them week on, week off. Now I'm really craving a spiritual connection at the moment. Like we we do spiritual work together, but sometimes I feel like I don't really need to do it all the time. I was chatting to Neil Donald Walsh a few weeks ago, which was just incredible. Yeah, I love, yeah. absolutely love his work. And I asked him, I just wanted to know, what's your spiritual day? Like, 
daily practice he went I don't really have one I was like what what mm. uh you know because we, we think that you know when Dyer all my spiritual teachers have this like daily practice they stick to every day and some days I don't feel like I want to just sit down and read and meditate and do everything I want to be out in nature or whatever it is so when it comes down to tantra now I know the difference with the two mm-hmm. you know if you Prior to this conversation, if you'd have said, oh, do you know about Tantra? People would have been like, oh, yeah, it's about like, you know, not having sex and, and touching each other in different ways and using feathers and, you know, meditating together and all this. And it's great. So if I was to bring in the traditional Tantra into my life and my relationship, how would you describe and how would you advise mm. to do that? Ooh, I like it. I like it. That's a cool question. Yeah, I mean, like in the text and all that, like traditional tantra doesn't really give two shits about your relationships as such, you know. And yet at the same time, when we do our own work, then the way that we perceive reality and the way that we perceive the other begins to shift and change. So then our experience of reality and the experience of the other changes immensely. And so one of the teachings in traditional tantra is that there is one actor playing all the roles, right? Shiva, right? And what that is referring to is that consciousness itself or awareness itself is looking out through your eyes, through my eyes, through your partner's eyes. And to, to feel into that as a teaching and to recognize that when, when we are interacting with someone, we're often interacting with that idea of who we think we are, or who we think they are and who yeah. we think we are. But we're we're acting, interacting with our idea of them and we're interacting with our expectations and we're interacting with our assumptions. And so if you can get really curious and I found this like I'm single right now, but I, I was in a relationship last year that had lasted three years and it really felt like I was constantly meeting my partner for the first time. You know, like he'd come home from work and I it was like, I felt like I was continually doing my work and I just never knew what it was going to be like to connect with him because I was letting go of the ideas and expectations and the assumptions and seeing, can I be so orientated to awareness to right now and let all of those ideas go and just see this man for his essence and who he's showing up as in this moment. So then I'm responding to, who he is in this moment rather than my ideas, expectations, assumptions yeah. of him. Yeah. And so I, I found that was just, oh my God, it was such a beautiful way to interact. And then I would notice if there was an interaction where I had an idea, I was projecting or assuming or expecting because those interactions would have a different kind of, they would feel yeah. different, yeah. not so alive, not so, there wasn't so much um, continuity between us. Mm. I do that a lot. So there's moments where, as you mentioned earlier, but with triggers, they don't last as long. They don't, I don't sit with them for days. And, you know, when I was 21, they probably last about five months, you know, because I was constantly going back and reliving things. So I remember speaking to Neil Donna Walsh and I asked, I just wanted to ask him questions that I just would ask myself on a daily basis. What would, what would Wayne do in the situation? What would Neil do in the situation? You know, because they were such spiritual teachers in my life. And, you know, he, he he explained it perfectly about response and reaction yeah. and things like that. And it just, yeah. you know, exactly what I, I knew deep down. And I just, there's moments in my day where I'm, I'm home. So I work from home and 
my pa- obviously husband Chris goes to work and he works from home as well so he's doing a bit of both and I can feel this part of me wanting to be offended for whatever reason it is uh-huh. Uh-huh. it'll be something stupid like I'm trying to think of an example like just trying to think of one that's happened recently where it's like he left his dirty coffee mug in the bathroom yeah something so so <laughs> stupid or like yeah you know, I've, I've, I did oh, just, yeah, something stupid. Let's just go with that. So say, say he left a coffee mug in the bathroom, which he didn't, but yeah, just if, things like that. And I just see it. And then I can just feel this rise of just like, you can uh-huh. feel it. And I'm like, what, what, what's the big deal? Like what, what is, and I'm having a conversation in my head going like, why are you getting even, why are you even worried about that? It's just a mug. So what? Just mm. move it and put it mm. in the but what's amazing is, is that I get to come, he gets to come home, give him a kiss, say I missed him, and I sit down and I said, you know what? You left that mug in the bathroom today. And I could feel myself getting pissed off, but you know what? It doesn't even matter. And he just laughs it off, but that's kind of a situation what we would go through. But I see it, I, I, I can, rec- and that's the self-awareness, isn't it? It's the, I can yeah. recognize it and you can either let it absorb, although I can use dissolve or absorb, you can let it absorb your whole emotion and just yeah. be like, I'm, I'm going to sit in this all day and be offended all day and assume all these things. Or I can stop myself and say, hang on. What, 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 what is this going to achieve? What is this going to like for, for your relationship? What's this going to do for your relationship? Is it really true? It, you know what? So there's different things that can happen, but the self-awareness for me, I, I laugh it off. I just go and brush my teeth in the morning. I'm like, yo, you silly thing. I'm like just, mm. and it, so for me, when it's to the healing journey, you know, and the awakening journey, I think what's really key and the message I'm kind of trying to get across is to have fun because a lot of the healing and the spiritual and the darkness and the shadow and all this dark night of the soul, it's all like very heavy. And it's like, Oh my God, I want to break. I just want to go and live in a cottage for a month and not do anything, you know, it's, (laughs) but if you can make it fun, you know, have Uh like, especially if you're in an open relationship, because I always teach that about communication is hard in relationships. It's a big key tool to have is I can laugh it off with Chris, which is great. You know, I can just say I got triggered over something. He's like, come here, you silly thing. And I'm just like, because it doesn't really matter in the long run, but if it is something more serious, you know, a lot of clients that I have, whoever I'm working with, they, it's a lot more serious, you know, they can have falling outs and, you know, things like that. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's just about catching your work. And sometimes I don't even share them. Sometimes I don't have to share them. I can just write them in my journal and be like, oh, this happened today. And But I'm finding them very less frequent now. And I think mm. once, what, what I've, I've seen a shift, especially since moving to New Zealand, I'm in a different country, different environment, mm-hmm. different energy, different people, completely different. My life's completely shifted is I've started to notice things differently now. You know, I've got two stepchildren they trigger me which is great because it's ne- then I asked the universe to send me the next steps of of my journey so when they trigger me I'm like great I needed that lesson their behaviors are stuff I did as a an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old so mm-hmm. I'm That's starting to be great for them but I'm, I'm, I'm having the fun <laughs> That's the messages I'm, I'm wanting to just say is have fun with the healing journey because yeah. it can be yeah. really heavy and you know it can just be long and challenging it doesn't have to be that that all the time yeah the the playfulness and the lightheartedness is such an antidote and oh my god it helps out immensely like I mean I've had to digest a lot of childhood trauma for various reasons and the ability to be lighthearted around it or to be playful around it has and I wasn't able to do that initially at all 
But as that as that um, ability started to come in, it was like, oh, thank goodness, I can laugh about this. I can be lighthearted. I can be playful because it's not serious. It's just the human journey. We all have our karmic tensions, our, our path, all the different stuff that we're carrying from the ancestors. You know, it's all, this is the role you get to play, you know, so might as well enjoy it, even if you feel like shit. But, you know, if you can find that, that can be a real game changer of going, oh, I feel like shit right now. Can I actually just enjoy that? Can I get off on feeling like shit? If I'm feeling like shit, might as well enjoy feeling like shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, because you can just sit in that self-wallowing and just self-pity for days and days. And it's like, no one's going to pick you up but yourself. You can go out with your friends. You can watch a movie. You can eat chocolate until you're blue in the face. Like, you just, any anything. But it's you that ultimately does it. You know, you yeah. got to get up and, and do it. But yeah. the... There was something else that came in mind, and it's just, I've just, it's just gone. I'm really tight. I was going to think about. There's something come up, and it's just gone. Oh, it's going to come back. I, I'm grateful to be in a conscious relationship with Chris. I think it's just, I'm, I'm craving that next level now. I'm craving that next, yeah. that next step, that next. Oh, that was it. That was it. It's come back in the head. Go on. What are you going to say? I was just going to say, even that though, to be curious about that craving, that next, that next, that more. Yeah, more, you know, and I go, oh oh, what would it be like to just be, I'm just going to be here. Maybe there's no more lessons. Maybe there's no more, you know, maybe I'm just going to fully be here and surrender to here and see what that is like. Because what I've noticed about the spiritual path is the way that the mind will deceive us. It's quite wily and it will start to present itself in spiritual clothing, you see. And so that desire for the next step, the next lesson, the next, well, maybe just, be yeah it's the same for like study like I'm always looking for the next modality to learn the next course to sign up to the next coach to hire the next membership yeah yeah so be curious be really curious about when you feel that impetus toward the next see if you can really feel the energy underlying it get curious about the root of it see if you can get intimate with the energy of the root of that and it doesn't mean that you don't necessarily go for the next thing at all, yeah. but it just means that you're more aware of the energy, the energy that's underlying the urge for the next and see where that yeah, takes you. Yeah, it's definitely you. around fear of missing out. Mm. That came up a lot, yeah. a lot uh, when I was separated from Chris. There was a FOMO coming up for that too. I'm missing out on 18 months of my life. Blah, blah, blah. So a lot of stuff I went through as a child, I had a lot of bowel issues and there was a lot of, res- not restraining, but what's the best mm. word? yeah I was very sick like limitations limitation yeah sorry not restrained I wasn't restrained I was just like limitations of I'd have to go to hospital you know because I'd have to have an enemas and things like that and I was I'd have to sit on the toilet until I went the toilet and I couldn't play with the toys until I'd been the toilet so I was very solitary what a great metaphor deal with your shit then you can play did no one suggest did no no one hand you a toy to hold on to while you're sitting on the toilet so you could play while you were waiting <laughs> nope. So I think there's that fear of missing out a little bit. Like yeah. Playing in the area, and I'm just sat on the toilet, like waiting to go to the toilet. And obviously, I had a lot of like, you know, because it was the brain stuff. It was from like two to about eight. So a yeah. lot came up with that, and a, 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 a lot comes up with um with loads of stuff in my life to do with that period of yeah. my life. You know, not, not feeling yeah. good enough, feeling like the smelly kid, feeling like this, feeling like that. And I remember going through things like my mom and dad are really upset because they don't want me to get bullied and I never did in a sense but 
a lot of stuff around just feeling like I was the oddball and just the odd one out because I was always at the hospital, I was at the doctors. So there's definitely something around fear missing out where I having to just be sat, you know, away from the toys, being a four-year-old on a toilet. I remember my bum used to ache like mad. I remember just be sat there. I'd be like, this is shit. <laughs> I didn't say shit as a four-year-old, but I was like, I want to go and play with all those toys. So I think there is a bit, there's a link to that, but I think there's something else happening as well. Something definitely, because I've always yeah. got this what's next for me what's next in my life you know now yeah. I've just got married what's next it's like no I've just got yes. to just be I'm really working on that yeah and, and you can use that same technique of the devour digest dissolve so when you feel that what's next you devour it oh there's that and then digest is kind of going down to the root of it being really curious about the underlying energy and then whatever impressions of the past arise just digest them fully and let it dissolve and then you may still want to do the thing but now the energy underlying it is yeah. it's clean it's neutral it's not coming from the past you see mm. it's coming from right here right now yeah yeah the thing I wanted to ask you was something that got me curious after speaking to Neil was I he kind of was challenging me to like come up you know have an opinion on something I said I don't really have opinions uh-huh. I'm just kind of open to things you know I'm very open to different you know, options and situations. He said, well, let me, he said, let me help you form an opinion. I was like, okay. And he gave me this gorgeous, beautiful, divine three minute, made me cry. And he asked me the question. I was stumped. I was like, I was just like, and I thought I'm going to ask people that. Now it's not like a, it's not a trick question. It's just, Mm. I'm curious to ask other people because again, from what I was thinking, he's the not the opposite but I was kind of like for, so for example Dolores Khan that I've trained under with hypnosis mm-hmm. she believes we came here as an earth school to learn to learn lessons yeah. and if we don't learn them we come back again and learn the lessons now Neil doesn't agree with that Neil thinks we came here to experience just experience uh-huh. as an totally. image of God I'm, on, I'm on Neil's team yeah and I, I'm on <laughs> I'm on Neil's team but I'm also I also believe we learn we we learn we you know we do yeah. but as Neil said when does the lesson stop you know you can constantly yeah. learn yeah. something over and over again so if I ask you a question just answer mm-hmm. it however you want it to answer why do you think we are here to experience to yeah. be to express to delight to enjoy the fuck out of the fact that we are here in a material reality and human form. And along the way, yeah, we might learn. And when we do things that consistently cause suffering, we might recognize and go, oh shit, I need to learn a lesson so I don't have the suffering anymore, right? But that's not why we're here. That, that's a construct and to a degree you could say that you know are we here just to experience and to express I mean you look at the flower why is the flower here do you think the flower needs to learn any lesson that's what he said about no. the tree yeah he said that right. about the tree seed yeah, yeah. and why why are we any different from the flower you know or from the the cat or we're just here to be what we are and the difficulty is as humans is the neocortex there's the comparison mind there's the ability to remember things back through time and so all of a sudden then there's that desire then there's the survival instinct and then there's the desire to please others because if you don't please others it'll kick us out of the tribe and we will die yeah yeah definitely yeah 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 so there's all of this complexity that begins to say with the complex we're so complex so complex Yeah. yeah and then there's a way to just let all of that go and just know oneself as awareness and to literally just be like to let 
the goddess or let awareness express through the being so that we there's no need to control manage manipulate figure shit out learn to just surrender deeply into the majesty of this life whatever it brings you know whether your home is being destroyed or you know the grief and the heart all of the different things like ultimately to recognize it's all aliveness it's all yeah. about being alive and being human yeah mm. I, I did when he when he told me the little three minute story I was like oh my god he just speaks right here yeah. just right to my soul and I, I kind of so it's I just take everything with that pinch of salt you know like oh you know because everything's a possibility isn't it everything is is possible but I think it's when you think about it it's there's so much coming up for yeah. me in the sense yeah. of what I want to teach and and things I don't want to kind of focus on there was a lot of pressure maybe we'll just touch on this as well we thought because I could talk to you for hours is the 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 pressure of because I'm spiritual and awake as people would say I'm awake the pressure to talk about certain topics like you know sex trafficking about the Illuminati by about all these different topics and I, I'm, I'm I'm aware of them but I'm just not meant to focus on them because it's not my it's not it's not my purpose I don't feel fulfilled when I'm talking about them I don't light up when I'm talking about them where some of my friends can talk about it for hours and hours it lights them up because they're helping a certain area you know a certain topic and things like that so there's that pressure of feeling of being spiritual and like you mentioned about we can get really obsessed with with finding a lesson in something I've not learned my lesson yet or I need to heal this and it becomes an obsession for some people and you know yeah. it's remind yourself yeah. to just be you know and align yourself and know that you are here to be a divine human and to, you know because to, to be in this physical body is a blessing it's an absolute blessing yeah. it's an Such absolute a blessing yeah to be alive to be human and and to know that you yeah. know to really deeply know that I mean ultimately humans are meaning making machines you know we like to make meaning out of things and why are we here who knows what are we meant to do who knows and teachings like, you know, we're here to learn lessons and blah, blah, they can be useful. It, it's a useful construct for as long as it is useful. But for some students at some points on the path, if they believe in that as the ultimate reality, we're here to learn lessons and don't recognize that it's simply a belief that serves a purpose until it doesn't, then people get stuck on things. It's like, no, yeah. it's mm -hmm. all a construct. Everything that you believe is a belief by definition because you believe it. None of it is ultimately true. Capitalism is not ultimately true. It is just a framework. It is just a construct. Um, and that's the big thing about Tantra is that, you know, truth cannot be put into words. Truth is that which exists before words. It's a felt sense of reality yeah. itself. Yeah. The Tao teaches that too, you know, especially when Wayne talks about a quantum moment, there's no words to describe it. It's just, you can't describe it. You you just can't. He, he tries. Mm. It's it, there's just, you just can't, it's like you try to explain it and you really can't explain it because there isn't any words, but the feeling, you know, the feeling yeah. is next level. It Like you said, it's like having an ecstasy high without the ecstasy. It's just, yeah. I, I and I'm so grateful to have had an experience like that, you know, and my, my husband did as well. It's just, we had a moment where it was like, what, what the hell, what the hell am I doing? Like, this isn't, this is, the, we're on this planet. It's absolutely incredible. It's like when you watch the stars at night and I was looking into the Hubble field and now the James Webb images, you look at the images and you just look up at night, especially here. Oh my God, the stars here are incredible. And it, your mind just, 
and you thing is you, your brain can't comprehend what's what's out there and your brain can't comprehend the possibilities yeah. of ta- of time and the illusion of time and the uh, where does the universe start and end does it keep going does it you know there's we will never we will only know when we pass this life but the, the like I said you've just mentioned the word earlier curiosity we mm. are curious beings and I'm always curious I'm such a curious person you know like you said you've been talking about tantra now I'm I'm going to go and look at tantra and the book you, yeah. you read from because I get excited about learning new things and being curious like oh 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 you know so that's definitely a message to take away isn't it to be more curious because that's what we're here to do yeah yeah and you can't be curious and judgmental at the same time and as humans when we're in that judgmental if we're judging others we are judging ourselves and still right and so in judgment of others and self is what causes suffering so one Mm -hmm. of the one of the fundamental things I teach is orientation to curiosity because it just takes you out of judgment and then just be curious someone like you were you were curious about that person who left the note on your windscreen Mm -hmm. you were like well I don't know what's going on in their life I don't know what's happening for them and you opened yourself up into curiosity and then you weren't judging them and then because you were curious you 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 opened the sort of the field between you and that person you felt that compassion arise for whatever might be going on for that person so curiosity the cultivation of curiosity I reckon is one of the number one things to do on the path cultivate curiosity in every single moment about your own perception of reality about other people about the world itself i don't have any more questions but is there anything else coming up for you that you want to discuss before we finish Mm, that sense that you have those moments that you talked about looking at the stars and you know it's just to know that that's always always there Right. That sense of continuity with life itself, where the boundaries, yeah. the borders of the apparent self begin to dissolve, it's always there in every moment. And the fact that you've experienced it, right, means that you have that energetic imprint of that. So at any moment, you can choose to tune in and just remember what it feels like to look up at the stars when you're perceiving through the felt sense rather than through conditioned mind. And that's the big shift, right? That's what awakening is about to a degree is when we no longer perceive reality by thinking about it, but by directly sensing and feeling and meeting it, you see? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like you said, when I'm looking at the stars, it's not even about what I'm saying, it's about what I'm feeling. You know, the the stuff I'm feeling is... Sometimes Chris Chris has got a big telescope and he'll put it out in the back and we'll just find... We found the, the comet last week and... Mm. I didn't really want to talk about it I just wanted to just just sit there and be like oh that's where we come from yeah it's like we come from stars it's yeah. like it's just and just to, it, yeah. it just felt warm it felt warm it felt natural it felt it felt as it felt there's, there's no words I said it just felt as yeah. it felt yeah that's it right no yeah. words necessary um, yeah. one little one final little thing I will just mention is my book sex drugs and mostly yoga Ooh. So yeah so that's all about my recovery from psychosis the hospital the kundalini awakening etc so that's out it's um you can get it book depository amazon but it's also an audible so for those of you that oh, love cool. listening to books yeah and I voiced the whole thing recorded it in like three days yeah yeah so that's out there in the world yeah, Otherwise, I'll put the link on the huh. I was just gonna say it's such a delight to chat to you. I, like, welcome to New Zealand. I'm Thank so you. Cool. you know, yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. 
Thank you. I think I will put all of the, I'll put your book on the show notes. I definitely want to have that as a copy to read into because I I love those stories, how you can just be so open about them and talk about them, not feel the shame and the guilt around it. It's a lot of what men do. And I'll put your podcast link on the show notes as well. So people can find you on your podcast and how, where do you hang out most Facebook, Instagram? Um, I've been hanging out a lot on Instagram lately. Um, yeah. But I am also on Facebook, but Instagram, something about that platform that I'm liking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm also on YouTube as well. Nice. So, yeah. 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 Well, this is obviously going to go on my podcast and YouTube. So anyone can watch. If you are watching the video, there was the audio available as well. I'll put Car- Carolia's website, all the links so you can contact her. I'm sure if, if you want to reach out to her, if you've got any questions, she'll be happy to chat to you. And I am looking at joining your membership. It's just the time, the timing, the timing, 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 timing. I'm on it every week going, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a cool community of people who are showing up, you know, doing practice, applying the teachings. And, you know, it's like, yes, it's an online community, but we meet in person whenever we can. So that's really awesome when we come together in person. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Mm. Thank you so much for being on your time today. I know the cyclone's been a bit whoops out podcast interview rescheduled this morning as well but anyone in New Zealand listening I hope you're safe reach out if you've got any questions if you've resonated with this podcast episode let us know reach out send us a dm share it with your friends tag us on instagram tag us on facebook and as always please leave a five-star review it really helps me to grow I don't think I actually mentioned this but I'll think I'll do it now I checked I'm in the top five percent of global podcasts which I was like oh my god even though it's not about the numbers Chris, my partner, he he's got a he's got a massive podcast, which is just incredible. And he was just googling and checking things out, and he sent me it, and I was like, "What?" So I'm reaching people, and that that makes me so happy. So thank you everyone for listening yeah. and sharing, and it means the absolute world because I just I've been doing this for almost three years, and I just love it. I love it. I love talking mm. to people like you, Carolia, and meeting new people. And these I'll come off this call now and be buzzing, absolutely buzzing. Yeah. Thank mm. you so much. Yeah, well, congratulations. That's a huge achievement. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll we'll be back next week with another episode. See you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.